ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. This hour, we're talking boxing on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Yes, the man was correct. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion on the radio airwaves, having defended that title off for better than 33 years. And straight up today, we are just hours away from the mega fight. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez, Julio Cesar Chavez, the fight of the year, or is it? Six to one odds, those are long odds. We'll talk about the long odds. Of course, remember this, Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston back in 1964, Cassius Clay was a 4-1 to underdog, and that was considered a monumental upset. But tonight's fight, 6-1 to at the odds makers right now in Las Vegas. So we've got open phone lines around the planet. You can join us on the toll-free, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. You can also join us on the Skype line. That's happening as well. The address, sports byline in the number two. And, of course, the last, the last, not least, the text line is hot and happening, 415 276 1613. That's 415-275-1613. And straight up, like I said, hours away from the big fight in Las Vegas. Man, it's going to be the biggest fight of the year outside of uh, maybe a, a Gennady Golovkin, Canelo Alvarez fight maybe later this year. But I'm telling you, as far as the pay-per-view numbers are concerned, tonight will be the champion of 2017. But will the fight live up to the hype? Six to one and all this hype? Is it worth it? We'll talk about that after the break. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 203, and the American Forces Network. Live from San Francisco, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. 
This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. Just call 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 That's 800-603-0885 Tune in to a little R&R on sports every Saturday morning There's no other sports show like R&R on sports anywhere It's a little R&R on sports 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific Right here on the Sports Byline USA Network Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That's a voice I'd know anywhere. Clock says 12 minutes past the hour. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, we are just hours away from Julio Cesar Chavez, the son of the iconic figure, considered the greatest fighter south of the border ever. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Who would be better? Maybe Carlos Zarate? No, no, no. Who will be the best, the greatest Mexican fighter of all time? Look at Chavez's number. I think he went like 74-0 and 0 or 73-0, something like that, before losing a fight. So if you look at it from a statistical point of view, I guess he is the champ. And, of course, he is the uh, the latest of a great number of Mexican fighters to come north, of course, and apply their wares here in the United States and win world championships. Last night, before we get to the, uh, <laughs> before we get to the Chavez-Canelo-Alvarez fight, I want to mention this. Yuri Gamboa. Remember him? He's a two-time amateur champion out of Cuba. We were so high on him early, early on in his career. Of course, he was fighting at 126 pounds. And, you know, I mean, at 20, 126, he could really fight. I mean, he was really, really a 120, 226, really a, an outstanding fighter. I mean, incredibly talented, right? Well, last night he got stopped by a guy that was 22 and 11. Take that back, 21 and 11. But if you look at the guy's record, he lost like five or eight of his nine first nine fights. I mean, he had a real horrible start to his pro career, so he learned on the job. I'm talking about Robinson Castellanos, now 22-11, 13 kills. He forced a former world champion, both amateur and professional, 26-0. Now, Yuri Gamboa to quit on the stool and not come off the eighth round. He got knocked down a couple times. I mean, Gamboa, 
you know, you come into these fights that I don't, I, I, I've never went into a fight out of shape. And the reason why I didn't, because I was so scared of getting beat up. I mean, I just didn't want, I mean, I'm not afraid to lose, but getting beat up is different. Okay. Nobody's in, you know, nobody's into getting beat up. Maybe some guys are, but I'm not. Anyway, the bottom line is Castellano Sassat just brought it. He just brought it from the, from the opening bell. He brought it. You got to give him some props. Came in there, a decided underdog. And guess what? Walks away with a big decision, a big win. And a pretty good payday, so more power to him, the young man from the south of the border. Robinson Castellanos now 22 and 11, 13 KOs. Hmm, interesting. Of course, tonight, Las Vegas will rock. Pay per view numbers will rock around the world. Of course, this will be the biggest pay per view event of the year outside of uh, maybe a Gennady Golovkin Canelo Alvarez fight if that fight was to take place later this year. But I'm telling you right now, this is the pay per view king of the year. The boxing promoters are kind of cashing on this one. I'm talking about. Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy Promotions putting this together. And, you know, when you look at the main event, 48-2, and two, what is he, 48-1-1. and one and one. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez, a lone, lone loss to Floyd Mayweather, where he got basically outspeeded. You know, I mean, he was, he was slow. He's got one one foot, one speed, and that's, like, slow. And I'm talking about Canelo, of course, 34 KOs and the 48 wins. I mean, an accomplished fighter, no doubt about it. But what I noticed when I stood next to him most in October uh, 2016 in San Juan, Puerto Rico, at the WBO convention, the World Boxing Organization Convention, was that he was so big. I mean, he's not as big as Iran Barkley. Iran Barkley is the biggest middleweight I've ever seen make 160 pounds. But Canelo Alvarez is probably probably number two. He is just huge. I mean, huge across the shoulders, across the back. And, of course, it's a science for him to get down in weight. They got down to like 164 pounds for this fight. It was a catchweight fight somewhere uh, that Chavez can make 164 and a half, I believe. And both guys gained 20 pounds. Both guys came to both guys are up to like 185, 187. So why not just fight him as cruiserweights? That's why why even have the weigh in? Why are you weighing in? Why why weigh in the day before at 164 and a half if they're gonna come into the ring at 185? In the medical profession, you know, you guys are supposed to be taking care of business. I mean, you guys are, are, are the the experts here. And this is cool. This is cool. What if one guy doesn't gain all that weight? What if one guy is sort of like me and tries to fight at welterweight, which was uncool for me? And I fought at welterweight, and the guys were just like way, way, way too big for me. What if you have a guy like that? What if you have a guy like that? See, these these weight classes, I think they need to be reclassified. I really, really think they do, and I'm hoping that, you know, that this uh, middleweight showdown that uh, will – hey, look, if Chavez wins tonight, it's Chavez and Golovkin at 164. Yeah, that's, that's the way it'll be. So what? And, you know, a lot of people think that Chavez doesn't have a shot here because he's a 6-1 underdog, and, of course, he comes in at, what, 50-2. and two. Uh, 50 wins, a couple of losses, and a draw. Of course, he two losses to Fonfara, man. When he when he quit the quit against Fonfara, that was a bit of a shocker. But he went into a fight out of shape, much like Yuri Gamboa did on Friday night in Las Vegas. But I think he's learned from that, and I think he's got Nacho Barristan in his corner. So six to one odds, six to one odds. Think about this: when Muhammad Ali shocked the world in 1964, he was a four to one underdog. This guy's a six to one underdog, and everybody's talking about this fight being competitive. Is it? Is it? Is it a competitive fight or is it a route? I mean, think about that. Is it a route? Because if it's a if it's a six to one fight, this isn't even supposed to be close. We shouldn't even be talking about this. A six to one no, no, shouldn't even be talking about it. But why are we? Because it's a compelling matchup. It's got the matchup with the two Mexican stars. Of course, this one, the winner of this fight, will walk away a Mexican icon. The other one will walk away, you know, sort of like a Mexican turd. When they walk by, they go, they smell it. Yeah, and they they won't like it. I'm telling you, the guy that comes in number two here will have to carry that legacy with him throughout his entire life. And if they're both in their 20s and they are, man, that's a, I think Chavez is in his 30s now. 
But if you're both, you're both young men, that's a long time to live being the number two guy in the country. And, of course, dogged, especially if you lose, like, by a knockout or if you get dogged, you get run out of the ring, something like that, man. I mean, come on, man. How do you, how do you go back home? That's what I was always afraid of. I wasn't afraid of losing. I was afraid of, like, getting humiliated, getting lumped up, getting humiliated, getting hurt, that kind of good stuff. Humiliation, pride, and, um, well, pride, 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 pride kept me, uh, Pride kept me running, doing that road work day in and day out. No doubt about that, trying to make that weight. But we have Chavez rededicated, 164 and a half. Of course, this is a gain 20 pounds, so he's 185 pounds now, a cruiserweight, not even a light heavyweight. He jumped two, one, one, two, almost three weight classes. But the bottom line is Chavez is a big dude. But as I said earlier, Canelo's a big dude as well. So we've got two big guys here. Let me tell you, Canelo Ares didn't have to cut off two arms to make, to make weight this time. Didn't have to cut off a leg. Didn't have to get a. Uh, didn't have to go through any you know crazy crazy stuff. Yeah, he had difficulty making one sixty four. You always have difficulty. It, no matter. I mean, when they except for me, when they set the weight at one forty seven, I came in at one forty one. Don't ask me why. Anyway, just couldn't gain the weight. But he came in at sixty four and a half. He'll be strong. Chavez will be strong. These two guys will go at it. Now I think the the uh, the telltale signs in this fight will be the hand speed of Canelo Alvarez over Julio Cesar Chavez. Okay, if you can get that hand speed going and get those combinations rolling in and out, body, head, up and down, I think he's got a real good shot at stopping Chavez about the eighth or ninth round. But if Chavez were to impose his will and be the physically bigger man, the physically stronger man, I don't know if he can do that, but if he were able to do that and discipline himself and throw enough punches each round, I think he could walk away with a decision. I don't see Chavez winning by a knockout here. I see him winning by decision. Uh, that's the only way I can see the Julio. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know, people say, oh, he's a big knockout puncher. Yeah, he's got 32 KOs and 50 wins, but those 32 KOs were against guys like me. You know, and, 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 you know so that ain't happening. You know what I'm trying to say? A lot of KOs that were against Hobo. Straight up, tonight we have a mega fight, but is it a mega fight? I've got to ask you that. Again, a 6-1 to fight, we're all excited about it. Everybody's sitting on the edge of their chairs. Why are they sitting on the other edge of their chairs for a 6-1 to fight? Why would they? Why? Why? Think about that. Six to one fight. Once again, Ali Holmes, Ali, um, Ali and Liston were four to one. Uh, Ali and Foreman was three and a, three to one, three to one, and that was considered a major, major upset. So this is a six to one fight. Whoa, something's wrong. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll hear from Vladimir Klitschko out of the break, the former world heavyweight champion. Of course, locking horns with Anthony Joshua last week. Also hear from the winner, Anthony Joshua. And of course, the WBO champion. Joseph Parker was in action Friday night. We'll talk about the heavyweight division and more next on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. At 40 minutes past the hour, guess who I'll bring in? The great Chuck Webner. The guy knocked down Muhammad Ali. In fact, the movie that's out of the theaters right now, Chuck, it's all about Chuck Webner. Chuck, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Dig this. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. Thank you, Pedro. You gonna run tomorrow? I'll be right. You gonna run tomorrow morning? <laughs> Five thirty. I'm leaving tomorrow at ten. I'll run with you tomorrow morning. Okay, babe. Right. Okay.
Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800 800- 480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. By now, you know all too well that SR22 Auto Insurance is way more than you'd ever want to pay. You probably thought you didn't have a choice, but you were wrong. Our company specializes in low-cost, very affordable SR22 Auto Insurance for high-risk drivers. We know that mistakes happen, so take pride in being able to offer absolutely free quotes for this very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. We're standing by at 800-758-0725. The only thing you need to do is stop waiting around while your monthly payments stay as high as they are. Our knowledgeable representatives are ready for your call at 800-758-0725. The quote is free, and we'll even handle the filings so you could start saving money every month even sooner. Call 800-758-0725. That's 800-758-0725. Once more, 800-758-0725. London. I think you've made a few friends here. I love you too, guys. I hope you enjoyed the fight. Both fighters were really giving its best. The best man won tonight. And it's an amazing event for boxing. Two gentlemen fought each other. I said gentlemen because boxing came from England. So truly two gentlemen fought each other. Anthony was better today than I. It's really sad that I didn't make it tonight. I was planning to do it. It didn't work. But all the respect to Anthony, congratulations. Love and respect to you guys, 90,000 people present. 
You're awesome, guys. Thank you so much for your support of the sport and of this fight. What will you do next? Are you interested in a rematch? Of course, we have it in the contract. I'm right now interested. Analyze what the heck has happened. <laughs> so, I did enjoy the night as well as you. I wish I could raise my hands instead of being someone that actually didn't make it and won the titles back. But congratulations to Anthony. He got up, he fought back, and he won the titles. Commiserations. Thank you for staying and talking to us. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. People got to understand this, Jeff. Uh, we all can have dreams, but the dream will never chase us. We have to chase the dream. Twenty-six minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Listen to Ronnie Spector. Let it rock. My baby, live, nineteen sixty-four. I kid you not. I think it was Hullabaloo, one of those rock shows back in the day. Anyway, bottom line is we're talking heavyweight boxing. You heard Vladimir Klitschko, the ex. WBO champion coming out of the break now, 64 and 5, 54 KOs. Of course, the 1996 Olympic gold medal taking on Anthony Joshua last week. Joshua came in at 18 0, left at 19 0, straight up. It was an up and down fight. It was an Otis fight. What's an Otis fight? An Otis elevator fight. That means up and down, up and down. I mean, both guys were down. Both guys showed their medal. The fact that Joshua got up and that Klitschko didn't jump on him when he had that opportunity, that I think was the was a telltale sign of the fight right then and there. There was blood in the water, but either Klitschko being as old as he was at 41 years old or not being able to pull the trigger, whatever it was, whatever it was, he had that one opportunity that presented itself against a, a foe that was better than him. And when you're the opponent, when I say you're the opponent, when you're the guy that's supposed to lose because the other guy's bigger than you, you're stronger than you, the other guy hits harder than you, the other guy's better than you, and you're supposed to lose, and you get that one opportunity, sort of like the guy that's 8-12 that's and 12, when he's fighting this guy that's 35-0. and 0. And right, he cuts the guy in the third round. You know, and that one cut, maybe maybe he'll get a TKO victory out of it if he jumps on and opens that cut up and this and that. But he had that opportunity, did Vladimir Klitschko, and he did not jump on it. So shame on him for that. I think he's looking back on that right now and saying, scratching his head, saying, Damn, man, why didn't I jump on that guy when he was like on on Queer Street? I mean, Joshua was like ready to go. He was tired, he was blowing air, but I gotta give him props. Guy's 27 years old. He comes back. He gets a second win. Of course, Klitschko let him get a second win, but he got a second win. He came back, and he ended up stopping Klitschko later in the fight. So you got to give this guy props. People say he was exposed. Exposed as what? As a heavyweight that could take a shot and get up? He got up. His eyes were, like, rolling around in his head, but he got up. And, you know, you got to give the guy props. Never down before. I remember the first time I got knocked down. What a shock. What? I mean, this it's a shock, folks. You just can't, whoa, what am I doing here? It's like a car accident. You know, you ever get into a car accident? You're like, how did that happen? Well, that's just sort of the way you get knocked down in boxing. You really don't know it's coming because most of the shots that knock you down, you do not see. So Anthony Joshua, of course, now 19 is if the world heavyweight champion of the IBF and the WBA. Of course, he'll probably rumble with Joseph Parker, the WBO champion, a little bit later this year or next year. But bottom line is Anthony Joshua was talking a whole lot of smack post-fight. As boxing states, you leave your ego at the door and you respect your opponent. So a massive shout out to Vladimir Klitschko for taking part. How much respect do you have for this man here? Okay, I'm not going to say too much because I don't know if he wants to come back and fight me again. But I got, in, in, in the terms of the Boxing Hall of Fame and the Boxing Arena, he's a role model in and out of the ring. 
and I've got nothing but love and respect for anyone that steps in the ring, including Vladimir Klitschko, Vitaly Klitschko, Jonathan Banks, Robert McCracken, Tony Sims, Max McCracken, Peter Sims, Celsa, Freddie Cunningham, the list goes on. You can hear I'm a little bit emotional because I know I've got doubters that think that I can't do this and do that, but I dig deep. It is what it is. As I said, if you don't take part, you're going to fail. So just give it a go and you never know the outcome. London, Ukraine, Germany, thank you. I love you all. Thank you very much. Anthony. Break the fight down for us and how you thought it was going, including the knockdown in the fifth and then you were down in the sixth. Well, you know, this is boxing. I'm only going to improve. You know, like, look, sometimes you can be a phenomenal boxer, but boxing is about character. And when you go to the trenches, that's when you find out who you really are. In this small little ring here, there's nowhere to hide. And as I said from the get-go, it will be a boxing classic and the best man will win. That's all it is. There's no side, there's no complications about boxing. Anyone can do this. Anyone can do it. Just give it a go. As I said, it's about character. Find what you believe in, what you're good at, and just give it a go and keep on digging, digging, and digging. How deep did you have to dig in that fight? <laughs> it is what it is. You can see I come out and I won. That's how far I had to dig. I didn't I didn't go into a a 12-round slugfest and, and and struggle to beat Klitschko. I come back and I fought my heart out and I got him out of there. That's what I'm about. Um, and Fury! Tyson Fury, where you at, baby? <laughs> come on, that's what, is that what you want to see? Come on, we're here, man. I enjoy fighting. I love fighting. Tyson Fury, I know he's been talking a lot and he wants to come back and compete. I want to give 90,000 people another chance to witness a lovely night of boxing. I just want to fight everyone, man. I'm really enjoying this right now. The world heavyweight champion of the IBF and the WBA, of course, the undefeated Anthony Joshua, the kid that I said was the guy. You don't need Viagra to watch him fight. You really don't. 19 now, 19 KOs, of course, six foot seven, 240 pounds. He comes to us, of course, out of uh, 250 pounds, come to us out of uh, the UK, the 2012 Olympic gold medalist, the changing of the guard, folks, 2012 Olympic gold, gold medalist, took out the 1996 Olympic gold medalist, the old, taking out the new, boxing history repeating itself over and over again. Now, in Auckland, New Zealand, the other champion, the World Boxing Organization heavyweight title holder, Joseph Parker, of course, of New Zealand, 23-0 now, 18 KOs. Of course, Huey Fury, remember him? He was Tyson Fury's uh, cousin. Of course, he pulled out of a fight about 10 days ago, two weeks ago, fight was supposed to take place last night, of course. In stepped a former sparring partner, number 14th ranked, Razvan Kohanu, came in at 16-2, and two, left at 16-3. and three. No surprise there. Nine KOs. The uh, scores were pretty wide, 119-108. One scorecard, that means he uh, didn't win any rounds on that scorecard. And the other was 117-110, so a pretty decisive win. And he should be for Joseph Parker. Probably should have took that guy out, but the bottom line is he got the win. And on the same card, remember Kosh His son, Tim Zhu, now fighting at middleweight. Is now 4 0 with three KOs as he took out a guy by the name of Ivana Sayu, who came in at 3 and 6, left at 3 and 7. No surprise. No, no, not whatsoever. But straight up, the heavyweight division, as I look at it right now, pretty hot and heavy. Joshua, maybe number one, 18 and 0. Parker's up there. Vladimir Klitschko. We got to take Klitschko out of the picture, don't we? I mean, it's time just like, to move him out. Let me just erase him. Okay, he erased him out of the picture. Uh, Alexander Povekin, drugs with him, two steroid convictions in the last year. We got to erase him out of the picture, too. Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder, of course, coming back. 
uh, off of surgery and now trying to get his act together, looking a, a bit stuffed uh, there in the U.K. when he was ringside for that fight at Wembley Stadium. Speaking of Wembley, 90,000 people. Holy cow. Talk about a record. Boxing is back, folks. Let me tell you, when you could pack 90,000 people into arena, there's nobody has done that in the United States since, like, 1910. When Jack Johnson did it, I think, out here, and Jack Dempsey later, but Jack Johnson did it out here in uh, Coma, California, Daly City, California, San Francisco, um, right outside the city border. Because boxing was illegal in San Francisco, but in Coma, which was right across the Daly City borderline into San Mateo County, it was legal. So they held everything out at Sickles and Mission, right? There was a arena out there at Sickles and Mission here there in San Francisco on the Daly City border. I kid you not. But 90,000 people. He drew, drew 90,000 people each time he fights. 2012 Olympic gold medals. The country is behind him, man. I, I tried to get Sin City Richie. I tried to get Zach, uh, Zach Attack Young. I tried to get any of these guys that I work with on the radio to come up with an athlete, uh, a United States athlete, an American athlete has put 90,000 people in a seat, in seats. And they were unable to unless they go back to, like, you know, Dempsey and Gene Tunney and Jack Johnson and things like that. Outside of that, probably not. I mean, Chavez did it down there. I think Chavez did like 100,000 people down there in Mexico when he fought Greg Haugen, of course, the Battle of the Cab Drivers. And then um, Luis Cito Espinosa supposedly did an outdoor crowd in um, Manila, and I think that was supposedly 800,000 to a million people on that outdoor crowd that was free. So there's been some big crowds, but not 90,000 pay and big money, 2017 type of money as they were for this. Put it to you like this. They could have sold another thirty-five or 40,000 seats easily, easily. So if you've got a guy that can sell 135, 140,000 live seats, man, what, what, does that, what does that tell you about him? What does that tell you about, about how, how they believe in their 2012 Olympic gold medals? Yes, they believe in him, folks. We don't have an athlete we believe in like that here in the United States. We haven't for a long, long time. Maybe we never have. I mean, whoever got behind, has the country ever, ever got behind one athlete? Babe Ruth, maybe. I don't know. Mickey Mantle, maybe. I don't know. You know, think about it. It's not too often. Anyway, bottom line is Joshua looking good. The rest of the top 10, as I said, Deontay Wilder, 38-0, the WBC champion down in Mobile, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Of course, where boxing is king. Yeah, right. Anyway, 31 years old. That's about it. King Kong Ortiz, of course, he's a guy at 27-0 out of Cuba. He's a monster. But outside of those guys, that's the heavyweight. Luis Ortiz, Deontay Wilder, and Anthony Joshua. That is the and Joseph Parker. That's about it. That is it. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, the Skype line is happening as well. The address is Sports Byline and the number two. And, and, and wait, I'm not done. I've got a text line that's happening as well. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Next up, we'll hear from one of my buddies, Chuck. Right, not Chuck, no, 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 Chuck, Chuck Webner, the real Chuck, Chuck Webner. Chuck Webner will be next on Ring Talk Live World Quest. The man that knocked down Muhammad Ali back in the day was a 75-76. Knocked him down, I kid you not. I was there. You tune to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, Chuck Webner on Sports Byline. Hey there. 
Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrads students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you, and you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800 692 0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Looking to break away this spring? Visit the sun-soaked bayside town of Tiburon, located just minutes from San Francisco. The lodge at Tiburon is steps from the ferry docks and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, charming cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at the award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own garden. Spring rates starting from $199 a night. Join us at the lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. For reservations, call 1-877-614-6068 or go to lodgeattiburon.com. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Boom. We're honored to have Chuck Wettner on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, folks. An outstanding heavyweight back in the day, of course, knocked down Muhammad Ali, but we'll get to that. He was the story of the Rocky movies, and now there's a movie all about him. I'm talking about Chuck. So, Chuck Wettner, talk to me about Chuck. Well, it's a movie that's been a long time in the making. Uh, over 11 years, you know, we finally got the right uh, the right script, and most of all, we got the right actor. We got Liam Schreiber to play me in the movie, and uh, I'm thrilled about that. He's a great actor and a terrific young guy. Okay, the movie's already in the theaters. It's got rave reviews. Of course, everybody's rocking and rolling, and Hollywood has had a relationship with boxing since the silent movie days. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. They are very enamored with 
the sport and the sport and the squared circle. Now, before we get back to Chuck just for a second, I got to ask you about my buddy Sylvester Stallone. And the reason why I say my buddy is I interviewed him one time and he was a bit of a turd. And, 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 and I'll go into that maybe on another day. But, you know, he stole your story back in 1975 or 1976, and he didn't pay you a dime until 2011. What a dick. Well, you know, it, uh, he, he did the right thing by me. I, I don't know what your opinion of it is, of it, but he's, uh, in my mind, he's a good guy. You know, he tried to put me in Rocky Two. He wrote a part in Ching Web. I have the script right here, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, I had 22 lines, and he called me into Philadelphia to read for the part, and I didn't do well. He even gave me a second chance to read for the part an hour, hour and a half later, and I still didn't do that great. You know, it's, uh, it was one of those things. So time went by, and uh, finally we got together and we squared away everything, and everything is fine now. Well, I'm glad that you got straight up with you. Now, i got to bring you back to... Uh, March 29, 1975, fighting Muhammad Ali. You said it was the greatest experience of your life. When I spent two weeks with him over in China, those were the greatest two weeks of my life. I mean, he just, there's something about the greatest in great times being around that guy, isn't there? Yes, he is. He, uh, we, we spent a lot of time together because we also did a, uh, a commentary and a, a little short film on uh, Tooth Decay for Washington. So, we spent about four or five days. You're absolutely right. He's a terrific guy, and uh, I cherish that uh, that four days that we spent with him. It was great. We had a couple of uh, the, the former president of the United States there, and uh, uh, Ali acted up with him, and uh, uh, he's a peanut farmer. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. And uh, he was on the dais, and uh, he may believe he fell asleep when the president was speaking. And uh, Carter says, oh, my God, I must be boring. The champ went to sleep, and uh, uh, he woke up just then, and he, he introduced Ali, and Ali got up there and talked for 15 minutes. It was great. Okay. Chuck Webner is our guest. The movie's Chuck, folks. I'm going to see it this weekend before I do the Saturday night show, so I will have a review on it for Saturday night, the Johnny Taco Show at 10 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. But let's go Let's go back to the Ali fight. Knocking him down, did you step on his foot? No. I hit him with the right hand under the heart. He threw a jab. I slipped it uh, to the right, threw a right hand. If you watch the film, you can see the punch land. Now, that, that shot of me stepping on his foot, that could have been any time during the fight. They never protested it. Ali took the eight count, got up and kept fighting. Drew D. Brown come up with a uh, came up with a story later on, two hours after the fight. And uh, but you know what? It, it's all conjecture. And he, uh, he it was called a knockdown, and uh, it, it makes good press. Drew Bundini Brown, the king of BS himself. Yeah, that was him. Drew worked his corner. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the sun. I, I knew Sonny Liston's last trainer, Johnny Tuckle. Remember Johnny Tuckle that ran the gym in Las Vegas? Do you remember him? No, I heard of the, I heard the name, but no, I didn't know. Right. Yeah, he started out in Vegas. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was he was t- he was Sonny Liston's last trainer, and Davy Pearl was his Davy Pearl the manager the uh, was his manager. Of course, he was a referee of Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard back in 1981 as well. But they they were of the opinion that Sonny had some issues with the mob when he went back to fight you, and there were rumors that the mob wanted him to lose to you and you and all this kind of stuff. And gee, is there any any truth to that at all, Mister Webner? Well, God, I'll tell you what, if they wanted him to lose, he sure as hell didn't do it, because in that fight, they got a broken nose, broken right cheekbone, and uh, uh, 71 stitches. 
You know, I pressed him the whole fight, and that was my style. As a matter of fact, at the end of the ninth round, Bonnie Felix, the referee, wanted to stop the fight. And I said, Bonnie, one more round. Let me finish it. He said, how many fingers do I have up? I said, how many guesses do I get? You know, I couldn't see nothing. You know, it was uh, they stopped the fight with a minute and 23 seconds to go in the uh, 10th round. And uh, Lissa was top guy, biggest puncher I ever fought, and I fought four world champions. No doubt about that. Chuck Weppner is our guest, folks. The movie's Chuck. It's out at your theaters as I speak. Um, what can people expect out of this movie besides reality? I mean, this this is there's no sugar coating in this movie, is there? I've been told it's like straight up Chuck. Yep, it is, it is straight up Chuck, and you're absolutely right. There's no sugar coating. They expect to see the life and times of the real Chuck Weppner. You know, I inspired Rocky with the fight with with Ali that inspired it. And uh, this movie tells the truth. It doesn't pull any punches. And uh, so far, we've got a lot of great reviews, not one bad one. And uh, if you go to see the fight, I'm sure you'll come home and, uh, and be happy that you went. With that, sir, we say goodbye. We wish you the very best of luck with your movie, Chuck. And, of course, anytime you want to come back to Sports Byline, the red carpet is open for Mr. Chuck Webner. Not about the, the biome bleeder. You are a class act in boxing. You're a class act outside of the ring, sir. You're a credit to the human race and the sport of boxing. Thank you for your time and your dedication. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. The great Chuck Webster on Sports Byline. He's a character, isn't he? I mean, I've been around him a couple of times. We had some fun around him. You see, you know, Chris talked about the, the time with Muhammad Ali. Anytime you've spent time around Muhammad Ali, it's sort of like you've been blessed. And I'm not a big religious guy or something like that, but you've been blessed. You just know that, that he's a special guy. You I mean, you know it. You just know it, folks. I mean, when you're with him and, and, and the world comes to a screeching halt, wherever you're at, whether you're in China, New York City, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Francisco Airport, doesn't matter where it's at. When Ali appeared, everything came to a halt. I mean, this is a guy that could walk people through customs without a passport. I kid you not. I watched him walk a guy through a... Uh, Keith McMurray, he walked him through, walked him through uh, customs in Shanghai, and then he walked him through customs in L.A., that's right, got him on the plane in, in China, and then got him off the plane into the United States in L.A. So, you know, Ali, he was the greatest. There's no doubt about it. But, of course, gone a year now, sort of tough, sort of tough when you look back at the, uh, the, the life and the career of Muhammad Ali, the punishment that he took, not, not so much in the ring. I mean, yeah, he took those beatings from Ken Norton and, Larry Holmes beating at the age of 38 didn't help at all. And, of course, there were the other fights. They all add up sort of like money in a, in, in a cash register. And I tried to explain this to you before, is that you put money in a cash register. Like you open up a coffee shop in the morning, and you're selling coffee, and you're selling donuts, and you're selling that kind of good stuff. So you're putting money in the cash register. And each time you put money in the cash register, you close the cash register. Well, eventually, you're going to put enough money in that cash register to where the register's not going to close anymore and, and, or not close right. You know what I'm saying? So things, and that's sort of way the boxers fall apart. It's just you just fall apart a little bit, a little bit at a time. You know, and Ali, of course, started to show signs in the '70s, probably about '76, '77 of Parkinson's. You could see the the twitches and things like that. Some 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 people thought it was earlier than that. Ferdy Pacheco thought it was definitely around '75, '76. Okay, so I give him the props. He had the great fight, of course, with Joe Frazier in 1975. He had the fight with with. Um, and for Foreman in 74, of course. But the fights with Shavers, the fights with Norton afterwards, those fights took their toll on him. Not only that, but when he boxed in the gym, he wasn't moving around. He wasn't floating like a butterfly anymore. He was standing there like an old man trying to pick his shots off. So he was no longer fighting really on, on youth. He was using brain, skill, and guts. 
okay? And when you combine those three in combat sports, I mean, it's okay for the short term, but it's not okay for the long term. And Ali tried to play that as a long-term type of thing. Because after Joe Frazier, basically in the 1971 fight, he's probably never the same after that. I mean, let's be honest. He has some good fights after that. The uh, the Foreman win, of course, and, and the Shavers win. I mean, taking those punches from Shavers was incredible. But I'm telling you, I really think that the the Cassius Clay and Muhammad Ali, both those guys, both of them, Joe Frazier and Ali, both left it in the ring that night. They, was ne- they were never the same after that. There was no doubt about it. But I got to give props to Ali because, as I said earlier, everybody he touches, Chuck Wetmer. Chuck Wetmer said he spent some time with him doing a uh, tooth decay commercial for the White House or something like that. I mean, those are stories. Those are great, great stories. They just are, man. You can't get them outside of any other athlete in the world, outside of any other personality other than Muhammad Ali. Everybody that's ran into him, everybody that's spent some time around him, has a wonderful story to tell. Everybody. Nobody, I mean, even guys that, you know, even guys that he beat on, the guys that didn't like him, Ernie Terrell. Ernie Terrell didn't like Ali at all. Of course, they fought in like 65 66, somewhere around there. And Terrell wouldn't call him Muhammad Ali. He kept calling him Clay, 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 Clay. So, you know, Ali was pounding on him during the fight saying, what's my name, what's my name, what's my name? And, of course, Ali was guilty of uh, of bar- a bare barbaric beating that night. I mean, you know, what he did to, to Ernie Terrell was he'd beat him up and then he would step back a little bit, beat him up a little bit and then step back a little bit. Beat him, you know, so in other words, he made him pay. He really made him pay that night. And Ernie Terrell told me that, you know, at the end, and I saw Terrell like 93, 94 up in Canada, New York, and he said to me, you know what? I, I hold no bones, no bad bones about him now. I really don't. I respect him a lot. Of course, I wish I would respect him more back in the day. Maybe he wouldn't have beat on me in the manner in which he did. But the great Ernie Terrell, I mean, when you talk about the guys, when I fought, when I talked with Tony Hensicker, Tony Hensicker was like a cop. He was the guy that Muhammad Ali turned pro against back in 1960. Um, a fireman, no, a fireman. Yeah, a fireman of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, when I talked to him about it, he said that changed his life. He said that, yeah, he had children, and he had a family, he had a great career outside of boxing but, and a great life. But that, that night with Cassius Clay, as he looked back on it, that was his, that was his pinnacle moment. He said it was his moment in the sun. He'll never forget that. He said that was the greatest. And, and Ali, when they would have these reunions and Ali's birthdays and Ali 10 years and Ali 20 years, that kind of good stuff, they'd always look up Tony. They'd always look up good old Tony Hussack. And Tony always had a good rap. Of course, Tony appeared on the show back, I figured it was like 19... I guess the last time we talked to him was about 1994, 1995. Man, those are some tapes. Huh? But when you look at the, in, the, entire, the entire picture, the entire spectrum, nobody touched boxing. Nobody touched lives like the great Muhammad Ali. Just nobody. Just going to say, it just, he was the greatest. No doubt about that. Canelo Alvarez, Julio Cesar Chavez, just hours away. A 6-1 to fighter. Repeat that, 6-1, to folks. You want to bet on Chavez, they'll give you 4-1. to But 6-1, to is that a close fight? Ali Holmes, that was like, Two and a half to one fight. Of course, we knew that Holmes was probably going to win that fight, 38 years old, against a 25-year-old guy. So we knew it was going to happen there. Youth was going to prevail. But tonight, it isn't youth pretty much as it is skill. I think that Canelo Alvarez has a skill advantage over Julio Cesar Chavez, a tremendous skill advantage. I think he, he works the body and head, and he does it in fluid, fluid combinations where the, the kid, the son of the iconic figure Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., he has to sometimes force his punches because – he wasn't born a fighter. See, when you're not born a fighter, Josh was the same thing. Anthony Joshua, he's pushing his punches at times because he wasn't born a fighter. I mean, he learned a lot when he got up off the deck there with uh, Klitschko. No doubt about that. I mean, that was an education that, you know, a priceless education. No doubt about it. Because when you get up, that first time you get knocked down, folks, I'm telling you, you just don't know what happened. It's, it's queer to you. It's like, what the hell is going on here? I can't believe this. I remember that one time I got dropped in Vegas by Ernie Chavez. 
My right ear was hurting, and that was the first thing I remember was my ear was hurting. I was, why my right ear hurt? Well, my right ear hurt because it was hitting because it hit the canvas hard. That's why it was hurting. But you don't realize that stuff until a couple of seconds till you get your equilibrium back and you say, hey, what's going on here? Bottom line is getting drilled is no fun. And tonight, who's going to get drilled? Julio Cesar Chavez or Canelo Alvarez? I'd say it's Chavez Jr. We'll see. You're tuning to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don't forget, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Pacific time, Johnny Taco will do the post-fight. Post-fight, Canelo Alvarez tonight, 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. You want to take action, Clay, when Howard yes. Cosell and everybody is calling Muhammad Ali. Now, why you got to be one of all people who's color to keep saying Cassius Clay? My name is Muhammad Ali, and you will announce it right there in the center of that ring after the fight if you don't do it now. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 
800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I love this tune. Man, Carl Carlson whipping it up back in the disco days. Everlasting love. Anyway, let's talk boxing just for a bit. The texts are coming on tonight's fight. Juan from San Isidro says that Chavez wins in seven rounds to the body work that... Uh, the body and fender work that he will put on Canelo Alvarez will be the difference, okay? Albert, and he comes to us out of, uh, where's that, uh, Santa Barbara? Everybody's coming from Southern California. He says that uh, Canelo wins in 10 rounds. Interesting. And, of course, Bobby Fine, he comes to us from Arizona. He says that it'll be unanimous decision winner in 12 rounds. Doesn't say which guy. Who's going to win, Bobby? Chavez or Canelo? Unanimous decision 12. Well, who? Anyway, bottom line is we are just hours away, of course. It's a mega event. You can watch it on pay-per-view. I think it's a fight that will live up to its hype as far as entertainment's concerned. Um, as far as the it's being a great fight's concerned, you've got two guys that have the pride of an entire country on their shoulders. Right? There's not much more. There's not much more pressure than that. This is a pressure fight for both guys. I personally think that Chavez Jr. has the more to prove. Why? Because he's the under-accomplished of the two. I think he's the, the less skilled of the two, but he is the man, of course, the son of the great Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., a a regrettable position, I think. I think if he wasn't the son of Chavez uh, Sr., I think he'd be a lot better as far as in the minds of a lot of people. I don't know. I'm just, I just think it. I think it's really tough to follow in Daddy's footsteps. Just no doubt about that. I want to mention that Matt Burroughs, my man out there in St. Louis, my Matt Burroughs, of course, he's one of my guys here on No Holds Barred on the weekends at 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm each and every Sunday. His daughter had their first community day, so right on. He's off celebrating and having a good thing. Joseph Parker was a winner. Of course, the WBO champion puts himself in the mix. Of course, I guess he'll take on... Huey Fury next. Huey Fury, the cousin of Tyson Fury, pulled out of that fight a couple of weeks ago saying he hurt his back, but we'll see, man. The Furies, I don't know. Major head cases, no doubt about that. Now, my prediction. Canelo Alvarez. 11 rounds. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast. I want to thank Scott Cuddy and Jerry Burke for the production work. Until next time. Oh, and my great, great, great chat with Chuck Webber. Chuck is just the outstanding guy that he is. Check out his movie, Chuck. It's at all the theaters right now. Till next time. Peace, love, lots of respect. Lenny Williams and Pedro say have a great day.